You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Take a man podcast here from Odyssey Sports. So your rankings as of what you saw last season are Lamb, Brown, McLaren, Smith. Yep. What does that mean for Terry in the contract negotiations? Because Lamb Lamb on some levels are relevant because he hasn't he's not eligible for a deal, so it's like, ah, well he's on a rookie deal, put him out. But Brown just got a twenty five million dollar right. a year contract. So if you are the commanders and if you are Terry's agent, how are you making that argument of Terry's relative value and what he should be getting per year? Also acknowledging, by the way, that Brown got his twenty five million. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna be Terry's agent for a second. They just gave him $25 million, and he hasn't played a snap for them. This guy is your heart and soul and the leader of your franchise. He should be getting at least that. That's what I would be saying if I was Terry's agent. But when you watch the tape, how are you countering, or do you think that's valid? Yeah, so I think contract negotiation is just making an argument, right? And so when I hear that, oh, I'm the heart and soul, like that is somewhat relevant, but the pathos stuff doesn't really apply, in my opinion. Like If I'm his agent, I'm looking at, I'm going to pull clips for him. I'm going to be like, hey, what does this look like with Carson Wentz at quarterback? This looks like elite wide receiver play. You know, like, look at how open he is here. Like, this one, the ball's got to be out. If the ball's delivered now, this is a 50-yard touchdown. And we, we instead, you get a guy who's fighting, who's competing, who's getting after it. He blocks for you. He plays hurt. That's the other thing about A.J. Brown. Like, his, his impactful plays are significantly less than the other guys. Not significantly, but less than the other guys because he, he hasn't been on the field that much, right? So Terry's been available. He's, his production has been good for the last three years. His production could have been better last year if the quarterback situations worked out. And, you know, like it's like that, you know, if this, then that. That doesn't always work in contract negotiations. But I'm going to sit on that pretty hard. And I'm going to say, like, this, this guy, again, he does everything you want. He's got the physical tools. Is he a true one? Like, that maybe is debatable because of the thing with man coverage. But I'm going to make the argument that he's going to see less man coverage in an offense with Carson Wentz helming the quarterback, in an offense where Jahan Dotson's part of it, in an os- offense with Curtis Samuel. So I think that's something that um, I, I would I, I think is supports Terry in a lot of ways. The, like I thought the film would come in and kind of crush Terry's argument, but I think there's so much meat on the bone from a production standpoint just if the quarterback's playing a little bit better. I don't think this is even a conversation. Now the team's going to point it the other way and say, oh, he wasn't able to do it without an elite quarterback. He wasn't able to do this. He couldn't carry, da-da-da-da-da. And that same argument is just flipped on its head, and whoever has the last word is the one that's going to be right here. So I think, um, I, think, I think John brought up a really good point in that in this year of a rebrand, in this year of kind of like all this tumultuous stuff going on, like Terry has to be your guy. You know, you have to kind of make this work. So I think Terry's agent probably knows that. I think the team probably knows that on some level. So I do think that there's legitimate chance that he's that they're going to resign him and he's going to get a big payday. 
Yeah, I would love for them. I would love to be Terry's agent if the team was like, oh, we can't do it without an elite quarterback. And be like, yeah, well, last year we didn't even have an NFL starting quarterback. So you yeah. want to start there? Like, yeah, yeah. That's, on, that's on y'all. Yeah. Um, one thing that I find interesting to always in contract negotiations in sports period is the battle between paying for, like projecting forward mm. and looking back at past production. Like you don't want to pay for past production but i also think that's a little bit bs on rookie deals because terry's given you so much more the last couple years and that's kind of the system in which we live it's not a year-to-year thing it's not like they reevaluate after each season what we project a guy's going to be going forward for the very next season they are trying to project forward based off what they've seen so far what terry will be over the next three to five years and so part of that is how much room there is for growth as a player Terry's 26. He turns 27 in September. How much more room is there between McLaren's current, like take the quarterback part out of it. I know Mm. it's hard, so you'll probably wind up interjecting a little bit into this, uh, interjecting that a little bit into the analysis, but how much more room is there for McLaren, the player to get better as an NFL wide receiver versus just a better use of his skills with higher quarterback play? That is like such a good question, and that's like something that I think everyone needs to think about. And it's the answer is like I don't know. Like when I watch him, like this is kind of who Terry has been for the last two years. Like the things that he struggled with last year or two years ago, or the things he struggled with this past season. So ideally, he wants to improve in those areas, right? Um, and I'm sure he's trying to do that. But there are there is a point where you are who you are. We mentioned that with Carson Wentz too, right? You kind mm-hmm. of are are what you are, and like I. I was that same way as a player and like you have your physical limitations and you work to get over them. But at some point, like you're never, I'm never going to be Jordan Reed. Like Jordan Reed's going to be Jordan Reed and Terry's Terry. And so I think what I would say is if I'm making an argument for Terry is that these are the things that he does exceptionally well. He's physical. He's fast. He's good when the ball's in the air, even though it doesn't always look the prettiest in the whole world. He's productive in those situations. And those skill sets for elite wide receivers are valuable. And I think he will improve in those areas, kind of, you know what I mean? I think he'll get better. I think his route stems, especially on the deeper stuff, is better. I think they're going to do more of that this year. Like you said, the play calling is going to be a little different with a different quarterback there. So I, I think, I think just, I think he is who he is as a player. Let me just say that. But I think that there is enough there to support kind of assuming there's an evolution in the offense, assuming there's an evolution in Carson Wentz, that he's going to be. I don't say very productive, but more productive this year and kind of back in that top 10 conversation, you know? I think a good example, a perfect example of this is like DK Metcalf. Perfect example, right? Not very productive last year. Some ways, like, bad. You know what I mean? When you watch his film, like, he wasn't very good. Um, But if he's in the right situation with the right guy and everything kind of, it's not everything in this situation because I think he's an elite player, um, but that, that new offense struggling quarterback that leads to difficulties for you right and i think it's the same thing for terry and i think no one is saying no one is having that conversation about dk no one's saying dk doesn't deserve 25 million dollars like that's not even a thing even though he struggled last year and even though his skill set is so nuanced and so like specific to like being big and fast like terry has a longer resume in terms of productive attributes right so why not bet on that and bet on that being productive because you've seen those skills. Even if he doesn't develop, you've seen those skills be productive in certain offensive schemes. Is that, am I making sense or am I just kind of talking in circles here? 
No, I mean it makes sense because like what the the resume that we're talking about is really impressive. Yeah. And it because it's happened here in a team that hasn't won um and things feel bad around the football right now um because they were so like forget all the other stuff because they were disappointing last year, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think even the most fervent fan is like no, they were exactly what I thought they would be last year, and I was psyched about it. No, like, no, they were the team was a disappointment last year for a variety of reasons, which have been hashed out on a million talk shows at this point. But at the end of the day, Terry McLaurin's resume is this: he played 14 games his rookie year. He had 919 yards. He was well on his way to a thousand. He caught a concussion, I think, in the New England game, uh, like week 15 or so, and missed the last couple. Uh, otherwise, he would have been a thousand yard receiver. Came back in 2020, was a thousand yard receiver. Uh, 1,100 yards, 87 receptions. Last year, despite the quarterback play that was discussed, uh, he, on 130 targets, has 77 catches for 1,053 yards. Um, it's the worst, like his catch percentage and stuff was lower, but we talked about why that was. You know, also his, you know, he didn't catch a ball over 50 yards for the first time in his career. Uh, that's probably because the quarterback couldn't throw the deep ball. Um, it just wasn't available in their offense. And so despite all those limitations and despite the things you're talking about, uh, he still has that resume. Whereas a guy like DK looks at his, um, you know, his resume last year has this big gaping hole in it. And everyone's still like, yeah, he's awesome. But because Terry, and this is where expectation comes into it. DK comes out somehow as a second round pick, which everyone I think acknowledges was probably a mistake, should have been a first rounder, but he's still like, the crazy jacked guy from yeah. the Exos picture versus Terry, who was a third rounder who everyone thought was going to be a special teams captain. And so like the idea of, again, paying for past performance versus projecting in the future becomes very convoluted because there's still probably some evaluators around the league and maybe even within this organization who look at him and hold on to what they thought of him pre-draft mm, despite yeah. the three years of NFL experience where he is a bona fide, legitimate thousand-yard receiver. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good point is that like sometimes going to a new, new organization with fresh eyes is something that's really advantageous. I think the thing that kills him a little bit in this whole process is if I'm the team, I say, well, yes, all of those things are true. All, you know, He's been very productive, but if you watch him versus man-to-man coverage – in isolated situations last year, like how productive was he? And the answer is not very. And if you want to be paid like a number one guy, like you have to excel in those situations, and that's just a fact of life. That's why Jordan Reed got the highest contract for a tight end over Zach Ertz at the time, right? That's why Kelsey and Waller and all these guys get paid a ton of money, Julio, DeAndre, um, Adams, like those guys, because in man-to-man situations, it's an advantage offense. And when you turn on the tape and watch all of Terry's plays, like – Unfortunately for Terry, it's it wasn't last year. And now he had a lot of things going on. We mentioned the quarterback play. We mentioned the constitution of the offense. The lack of arm strength affects his ability to sell routes deep. All that stuff is relevant. But if I'm the team, I'm just going to say that straight up. Like, look at these clips. And he did not do well here. And this is where the number one receiver has to do well. And if he wants to get paid that way, we didn't see it. And so, <clears throat> again, I think if you're the team and you're even in this negotiation – you're assuming Terry will be better at that stuff this year. Again, just the offense is going to be different, all that stuff. But you're, you're fighting over millions of dollars, and those points, those data points, are relevant. So even though the yeah. resume is fantastic and the character is fantastic, like the, that element of his play on the field was not, was not number elite number one receiver caliber. 
And I think that is significant. And if I'm the team, I'm bringing that up. And if I'm his agent, I don't know what I say to that other than the quarterback play wasn't good. And then that's not a great answer. I would say the quarterback play wasn't good. And the other guy that you signed and gave a bunch of money already wasn't on the field at all. And like that would have been helpful. And now not only is that guy back, but uh, you drafted a rookie too should help. And once you finally allow my guy to maximize skill set, you sign this contract and you might be getting a bargain. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah. Uh, here's here's my offer. I'm Terry's agent. I just put AJ Brown's contract on the table. It's four years, hundred million, twenty three million dollars signing bonus, average salary twenty five million, forty guaranteed at signing, total guarantees fifty seven. Man, that's a lot of money. That's uh, a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I, but like that's that's the price of AJ Brown. Right. That's what the Eagles said. I, that's that's the contract I put on the table. Given given all the discussion we just had, are you like all right? We're good. Sign it, or what? Like, where do you counter offer? Or, or so I think. I, I think the the thing is, if Terry said, "Oh, I'll do whatever, three years, twenty million, or something like that. Three years, twenty-two million, something like that." I I don't even bat an eye. Yeah, that's perfect. Do it. This is like you're you're making a statement, and I understand you got to like the market. Like you have to be within in step with the market if you're his agent. So you he has to be at twenty-five or probably a little bit better. Um, I, I don't know if I feel totally comfortable paying him that. And I, and that's terrible. And that's terrible of me to say because of everything that he's done for this organization. Everything. Welcome to this, the media, Logan. Welcome to the media. Sometimes we have to say terrible things. Everything he's done. And like, I want him here. Like I said, like I, of the receivers that I watched, he's like, he's a Logan Paulson guy. Like I want him on my football team, but is he as good as AJ Brown? And again, like the quarterback thing is a huge factor here. The offense and what they were able to do in Tennessee in terms of just getting him open, like on some free stuff, was great. But he can win versus press. He can win versus off. He can win kind of in any situation. And he's not, he's not Julio. You know, he's not Julio from three years ago. He's not DeAndre Hopkins. He's not Devontae Adams. He's not that guy. But he's damn good. And I think that's the thing. That's the difference at this point. And maybe I need to go back and watch two years of film with Terry to see if he can handle the man stuff. But that's a big glaring thing. And if, I, if there's a guy who can't do that and they want to be paid number one receiver money or they have a hard – I don't want to say he can't do that because we talked about the quarterback play. But if he's having a hard time with that on film, like, again, that's a big reservation on my part. If I'm the GM. Now, if it's just right. like Logan signed your favorite player, like, yeah, $25 million, let's do it, right? But you got to make smart yeah. decisions because, like, I also want to re-sign Montez Sweat. I want to try and re-sign right. Payne if I can, right? And so, like, you got to kind of – penny pinch here a little bit and maybe you could make an argument and say hey terry here's a two-year deal for 20 and then we give we guarantee more money we guarantee 45 million of it or something like that 
and it's a shorter window, and then we'll extend you if everything looks good, get the, all these guys under contract, and then we'll let you match the, not match the new receiver market and kind of compromise or something like that. But again, like that's why those contracts are so tough to do. And I'm sure they want to lock them in for a long time. And players never want that because they want to be able to extend their, 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 their right. Well, that's the thing is like, sometimes you sign the big one now and it looks like a bargain in a couple of years because the market continues to rot. Like CD lamb, who we talked about earlier, like that dude's going to get a contract and it's going to be more than 25 a year. And so in three years, when Terry is still making 25, does that look like a bargain? Yeah, and I, that's what John said too. And then maybe that's a good point. Is like with the with the new CBA, with the new salary cap after the COVID mm-hmm. restrictions are lifted, all that kind of thing. Um, and like new maybe, TV money. Yeah, maybe that looks like peanuts, and that's totally reasonable. And I think if you, if if obviously smarter people people than me are looking at that information, but if you feel like that the salary cap can accommodate that. I don't know why you, I guess I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't, you know, because of the intangible things you mentioned, but from a film standpoint, like, again, that's, I, I, I gave my reservation, but does that outweigh all of this emotional, all of this character, all of this physical, all of the toughness over here? And for some people, I'm sure it does. I would say no. Like I would, if, if I would give him the AJ Brown contract and know that when he signed it, I'm going to feel good about it because he's going to show up every day. He's going to do exactly what he's supposed to do. He's going to lead and he is going to produce, even if he doesn't quite produce at that level, he's going to produce at a really high level. He's not going to all of a sudden bust out and I'm excited. And I know he's going to feel good. Hopefully it would feel good about the organization and continue to, to give back. I understand what you're saying. I don't think it's an unreasonable opinion. I think sometimes as a GM, you need to be prudent but uh, well, and, and make those tough decisions. But I, I personally, my very meaningless take is that I would give Terry that contract and not think twice about it. Well, and I think that's the other thing about this Terry thing is like he will be more productive this year. He, in this offense, with this guy at quarterback, he will be more productive. And then all of it, he might be more productive than A.J. Brown because look who's throwing him the ball in Philly, right? So again, like if that's what you're if if that's what you're betting on, if that's what you're banking on, like I would bet on Terry being more productive than he was last year. And this might be Terry's most productive year in the NFL. And what I said about man-to-man coverage doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah. And so again, that's something that I would. I, I, it's relevant here, and it's relevant in terms of giving that money because if you give him the contract and he is more productive, you look like a genius. Is it all? Is is Terry the catalyst for that? Maybe not. Is the more relevant fact of the quarterback and the change in the offense and the weapons you've added? Probably. But still, you look, you save face in the court of public opinion because the national media is going to look at this and say, oh man, Terry has 15,000 yards receiving or 1,500 yards receiving, excuse me. Like, they're geniuses. And no one's going to like deep dive the film and no one's going to critique that. They're just going to be like, wow, look how productive Terry is. And that's important too to consider if I'm the team. Because if, if, I, if I give him the deal, I want him to play well and he's going to play well. So... Why not do it? Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, and I guess the, the counter would be not to continue endlessly extending this conversation would be like, well, what do you do with Deron Payne next year? Yeah. What do you do with Montez Sweat next year? And that's, yeah. that's where it gets tough. I just, I look at how Jerry Jones used to have a great, and probably still does, has a great phrase, but I, I, I stumbled across it when I was working in Dallas. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, all this money is fungible. Yeah, that word. It's like it's fun. Like I just think the salary cap is funny money, and I am yet to be convinced otherwise. I always feel like you can make room if you want to, but I I know there are actual consequences eventually, and so uh, perhaps we'll get uh, a cap. But not really, though. Look at New Orleans. Look at New Orleans, man. Every year they're way over. They just 
they do a little shadow, they move the pieces around, and then all of a sudden everything's aesthetic. Yeah, so maybe yeah. maybe that needs to be the the uh, the perspective here. Just make it as fungible yeah. as you can, and get keep good people around. Fungible. <laughs> Twice as funny when Jerry says it. All right. Uh, that's it for this here podcast. Uh, coming up on Thursday's show, I'm really looking forward to this. Kind of an offshoot of this conversation. We'll have many versions of these conversations at quarterback. Uh, obviously, we just had a big one on receiver. Running back and tight end. We're going to rank the all those position groups within the NFC East. And then we're going to play a little draft game. Uh, because we've all seen on, on Instagram, on Twitter, on, on whatever social media, you have $10 and you're going to spend it on this. We're going to do a version of that on the show with the skill positions in the NFC. So that's coming up on Thursday's show, plus reaction to the congressional hearing featuring Roger Goodell and not Daniel Snyder. Uh, so we will do all that on Thursday's show. Thanks again to Michael Phillips for joining me to talk about that on today's show. If you want more from him, follow him on Twitter at Michael P. R. T. D. Uh, again, on Instagram, at Logan underscore Paulson 82 for Logan, at Craig underscore Hoffman for me, and I'm at Craig Hoffman on Twitter. Also, a big announcement on Thursday's show, so uh, you can look forward to that. Uh, big announcement, uh, sim- simultaneous announcements on Take Command Thursday and on the Team 980 on Thursday. Uh, I will be in on the afternoon show for Russell and Medhurst Thursday and Friday this week. So see you then. Uh, until then, make sure you're subscribed if you're not. And this has been Take Command from Odyssey Sports. <laughs>